Do you ever feel like you're stuck, trapped in a relationship with no real idea of how you're going to get out of it? Do you feel paralyzed? Welcome to this podcast of My Inner Torch. I've talked about paralytic trauma in the past. Well, gosh, I can't even remember which podcast because we're almost up to a hundred podcasts of My Inner Torch. Thank you for your continued listenership. Thank you for making this one of the fastest growing podcasts for cluster B relationships and relational difficulties, relational traumas. I wanted to start off with a saying or actually a paragraph of information that I read, which I think resonated with me and I hope it resonates with you as well. And it goes like this. Chaste love is not love. If you have to run after it, talk it into staying, remind it of your value, fight alone for the both of you, issue ultimatums or test it. It's not love. It's not love. It's not happiness. It's not fair. It's not healthy. The only thing it is, is it's a waste of time. Think about that. Are you chasing the love of your cluster B? Are you begging for love? Are you just asking for it, testing it, issuing ultimatums, saying, if I see you act like this again, I'm going to leave. And that comes back to the issue of this podcast called paralytic relationships, paralytic trauma. I've talked about paralytic trauma. Now I'm going to talk about it as it relates to a relationship because I'm in it. I'm paralyzed. I can't move. I can't change things. Here am I telling you that you may be, or you should consider leaving a cluster B relationship. And yet I'm still in it. Is that a hypocrisy? Not necessarily. I'm paralyzed. I'm paralyzed for several reasons. I've come out of the fog. I've talked about it. I've bared my soul on this podcast, talking about the fact that I realize that pretty much my relationship was a lie. It is a lie. There is no love in this relationship. I've talked about the fact that I can see that clearly now, but yet I remain. It is a paralytic relationship. I'm paralyzed and I'm paralyzed for several reasons. I don't want to put my youngest daughter through a divorce situation with a cluster B, which is, I can only imagine, quite a horrific experience for everyone involved. I don't want to do that. Also, after almost over two decades of being involved with my wife, there is such, there's so much of our lives that are interwoven. It's not just an up and leave type of situation. And as I've mentioned before, if you met us, you wouldn't sit there and say, oh, wow, these people are at each other's throats. My relationship with my cluster B is unique in the sense that it's not these horrible, horrible stories that I read about, that I listen to on other podcasts of violence, of egregious behaviors where People are leaving other people in a city and driving off and just leaving them in a horrible neighborhood to fend for themselves without a phone, without a credit card. No, we don't do that. My wife and I don't do that. 
we don't have arguments, just brawling arguments where she's throwing things and I'm throwing things and we're screaming at each other. That rarely happens. And it doesn't. And when it does happen, because I exercise restraint, it doesn't escalate to that because I know what my wife is capable of. And she is capable of violence. She is capable of smashing things. She's done it in the past, but not in the sense that I could relate stories to you and say, oh my gosh, you know, she threw a dish at me or she threatened me. Our relationship is not like that. Our relationship is covert neglect and covert, just not caring. And I can give you an example of that. My wife has a, uh, she is a teacher. And so she has uh, a calendar book, a workbook in which she has all the events and things laid out in for her personal life on a calendar. And what was interesting was she was looking at that calendar the other day, and this is very benign. This is my trigger. Okay. This is my trigger. She was looking at the calendar and our anniversary comes up in October and I was looking with her at the calendar and she was talking about, oh, because she was trying to plan a trip to go see her mother. And it was around our anniversary date. But our anniversary date is not on her calendar. Now, a lot of people would say, well, what do you expect? And I agree with you. As I said, it's a trigger for me personally. I don't think my wife maliciously did it to show me the calendar to show me that we don't matter. But everything else, our daughter's birthday was on that calendar on that particular month, highlighted with stars and hearts. And yet our anniversary was nowhere to be seen. It was not even discussed when she was planning this trip, which is around our anniversary. And so that's a trigger to me. Again, my wife wasn't sitting there saying maliciously to me, oh, you probably don't see that our anniversary is not on the calendar. There you go. I'm doing that to hurt you. She did it or didn't do it because it doesn't matter. Another case in point that I can share with you, which is a trigger again for me, not for her. My wife went out and bought birthday cards uh, and my birthday was coming up. This was several months ago. And I happened to stumble upon the pile of birthday cards that she had purchased. And she had purchased birthday cards for everybody coming up, going into next year, but not for me. My birthday just passed. And when my birthday came, she was very nice and we had a very pleasant day, but there wasn't a card to be found because she didn't buy one. And it was ironic because she was getting on our daughter saying, oh, I bet you didn't buy your father a card. Well, folks, she didn't buy me a card. So why is she admonishing other people about not thinking of me or doing something for me when she doesn't do it herself? So that's become par for the course, but it is a trigger to me personally. We all have them. The cluster B has a trigger and we have triggers. And that was a trigger. The fact that yet again, it's another example of how I don't matter, how she doesn't see me and how she doesn't care. Paralytic relationships. You are trapped. You are paralyzed. You can see your way out, but you can't do anything about it. I can't imagine how difficult it must be for people who suffer strokes and are paralyzed or people who are 
uh, in a wheelchair and they can't walk. You can see other people walking. You can see other people functioning normally, but you can't. And that's the same way that I feel in my marriage and in my relationship. I'm paralyzed. Can I up and go? Yeah, sure, I could. But I'm a rational person. I'm not the cluster B. I'm not threatening to leave and then finally doing it. I'm not storming out of the house and then coming back and begging for forgiveness. As I've talked about in previous podcasts, when I leave this relationship, I leave the relationship. I'm leaving the relationship for myself. And these are things that you have to think about. A lot of us think about, oh, if I leave, my cluster B is going to miss me. So you're not really leaving for yourself and for giving yourself absolution and freedom. You're leaving because you want to hurt the cluster B and then you want them to perhaps want you back. Well, then you're not ready to leave. I'm not ready to leave for financial reasons, for protecting our daughter for not wanting to put her through, or myself for that matter, through what I believe will be a contentious divorce because nothing comes easy in these relationships. So think about it. Are you trapped in a paralytic relationship? Are you paralyzed at the thought of ending the relationship? Or if you end it, are you ending it because you want to really come back? Because you want something to change You want to force a change. You want to beg them to take you back. Because in my opinion, that's not a relationship. And as I read at the beginning of this podcast, that's not love. Do we know what love is? We know that the cluster B's cannot love. They don't have the capability. A borderline cannot love in a mature way. A narcissist doesn't love. A narcissist just uses people as a supply and borderlines tend to do that too. They kind of take your life over and you spend most of your time trying to make either the narc or the borderline happy. And in so you sacrifice your own happiness and your own being and your own identity. You surrender yourself to these people and what do they do? They destroy you. That's what they do. They destroy you emotionally physically. They take everything away from you. And I'm not talking about material things because they do that too, but they take your identity. You become part of them when they're seeking to be part of you. And all you end up doing is basically trying to please them. And there is no pleasing them. So are you trapped in a paralytic relationship? Ask yourself that question. Can you see yourself out of it? Can you follow the path of self-worth? Can you? MyInnerTorch at gmail.com. I always appreciate hearing from you. Again, thank you for your listenership. I think we're almost at 100 podcasts, 100 podcasts of this journey. And it's not over yet for me and it's not over for you. And I hope you find some inspiration, some solace and comfort in knowing you're not alone. And I don't know the dynamics of your relationship. You certainly know mine. And as I said before, it's not a bad thing if you met us. 
you wouldn't feel sorry for me. But understand that that's the covert nature of these relationships. You don't know what's behind the closed door. You only see what they want you to see. And narcissists are very good at presenting a happy picture when in reality it's a horror show. And borderlines have more difficulty in tempering their emotions and their insecurities. But for the most part, in many ways, it's the same scenario. The end result is the same from any cluster B relationship. It's not normal. It's not healthy. So think about that. New podcasts uploaded every Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Be well, and in whatever you do, be good. This has been my Inner Torch.